We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello and welcome to the Pack a Day podcast. And you know, we kept saying, "Is this going to be our last week? Is this going to be our last?" <laughs> you know, there are so many times where we're like, "This could be it. This could be it." But this will be. The three of us, our last one together for the season. We will be back together hopefully next season. But, you know, we kind of talked about it. Monty just fires off all day, every day about the Packers, especially (laughs) Jordan Love. He is an OG Jordan Love lover. Day one. Yeah, day one. You're right. Day one. You saved the receipts. I love <laughs> receipts and you're just throwing them out on Twitter. Um, for me, work always gets crazy once it starts to get warmer because, I mean, I don't know. And you won't offend me if you don't listen to country music, but the people love country music when it starts to get warm out. Like they love a good beer. They like to be outside and cut off shorts, cut off jeans, and they like to have a good time. So my life is going to be out of control soon. Nathan and I are on the same page on country music. Is it's <laughs> it's just so overrated, man. It's so I can't believe how many people like our age. It's just like it's become such a huge thing. I'm like, when did this happen? Like when I was growing up, I remember when I was a kid. If you like, if you liked country music, you were in the minority. It was like, why do you like country? Yeah. And then as I as I got to a certain age, it was like, oh wait, now I'm the weird one for not liking country. Like when did this happen? And I just was like, this I think like I don't know. I think like, cool like pop. Like, Come on over. I think like pop country started like changing that yeah. way where like that's when everyone started or, you know, like most people started liking it because it kind of started to get different. But yeah, the only the only I was going to say the only country song that I really like there's I mean, there's a few that are fine. Like I'll, I'll listen to a few of them. But the one that I the one that I do like is Country Roads. OK, well, that's, that's an OG. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> You get like you get that on like we'll we'll request for them to play it at like the bar and then it's 
pretty electric when that happens. So it's, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it's a, like a product of, unless you listen to it, you won't recognize like who's who, but like, I've always said like you could play me three popular country songs in a row and I could think they're all the same artists. I'm like, Oh, that was Luke Bryan. And that every was country song Clint is Black the same. That is. Yes. That is yeah. a great point. That's a big, that's a big reason why I don't like it. I'm like, every song is the same. It's about the same things. It sounds the same. All the singers sound the same. Like I, I would never be able to listen to one of those main country songs and be like, yeah, I know who this is. Like, how do you even know? How do you differentiate? They all sound the exact same. They have the same accent. They have the same, everything's the same. Beers and trucks, boys. Beers and trucks. Yeah. The faith, the faith hill the faith hill sunday night football that's a banger but that other than that <laughs> wait the faith hill over the carry underwood oh they're, they're two different songs oh <laughs> see what? see i didn't i didn't even know i literally didn't listen, even know they're both pretty white women i don't know <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it's a country sunday night football song I'm like oh they changed all right I'll, I'll pay more attention next season Oh my God. Well, what do you think? What do you guys think? This is actually an interesting topic. topic. So what do you guys think about um, the Chris Stapleton? I can feel it rendition. Oh, that's horrible. I, I hate that. I, yeah. That, that Monday night with like Snoop Dogg. I love it. And, I think it's oh. great. I love I it. Didn't, look, I didn't hate it until I realized it's every single week. I thought it was yeah. a one week thing. Like when the I Packers, thought- for some, somehow when the Packers were playing the Raiders, that was the first time I heard it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like they did it once. And then the next week I tuned in the Monday night game early and I was like, wait, they just, they just did doing, this last doing week. it again. And then I'm like, I got it. <laughs> then the next week I checked it out. They're like, this is just every week. They do the exact same thing. <laughs> so I didn't like that, but I, I thought like it'd be fine as a one week thing, like as just a, a one-time thing, but I'm, I wouldn't use that as the song going forward or like as the, the permanent thing. I'd be surprised if it's the same one next year. I'll say that. I bet you they change it. They probably, that's actually a good point. See, Chris Stapleton, I'm a huge fan of his, but he's like, he is like country bluesy kind of. And that's why okay. I really dig his music. He's just so good. But I loved when he did at the ha- or at the Super Bowl, he did the um, national anthem. And I just thought it was such an incredible rendition of it. Um, but how do you guys feel? Here's another country one for you. How do you guys feel about Reba doing the national anthem at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Did that get leaked? Like, were we not supposed to know that? I don't like, know. That, like, it seemed like someone accidentally leaked that, but it's a, it's a weird mix, right? Because wasn't it like also Post Malone and then Usher? Like, well, Post Malone has a song at Country Radio right now. Okay. It's So I don't know if maybe like, maybe that's why he's being looped into it kind of thing to like get more into that audience. I'm not really sure. Marketing wise, I think it's genius. It, it's a unique mix. I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure it'll be a good show. Like the, the halftime show is generally at worst meh like you're never like that was real bad so so wait who's who's singing it reba mcintyre i don't know who that is, <laughs> who that is. he I, I think that i think he's a little young to really know who that is so like reba we will talk about the packers i promise i'm so sorry pack a day peeps but reba used to have like a tv show and it was yeah that's what I, that's what i remember her from is the is the tv show she's like a sweet she's like your sweet aunt but like is sassy. Like that's how I would describe a Reba. <laughs> I don't think we're selling them. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I only care. This is the national anthem we're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I tune into the national anthem is if I have a bet on the over. The prop, yeah. 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 <laughs> the length. I do whatever. That's always the one the I do on the Super Bowl. Always take the over because they hold that last note. Yep. The, because they're it's a Super Bowl. They're trying to put on a show. They're not going to go. They're not going to go fast. So. 
I would do the over for Reba for sure. For sure. There you go. There's your prize pick. Taking it right there. (laughs) Super Bowl. (laughs) So do you guys do that when you do Super Bowl? Do you do like the the fun things? You do like what color the Gatorade's going to be? Yeah. Yeah. I'll generally generally do like two of those fun prop bets just to make it a little bit more exciting. I might throw one or two on on the game, but I'm like, I don't know. I I usually just want to watch the game, see how it plays out and not have like too much on the game. And instead, I'll just throw money on like the coin toss or something, which is like so stupid to bet on because it's a (laughs) 50-50 chance. That's literally. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't care. Tails. And last year, Tails hit. So I felt really cool when I already won money before the game started. So, um, yeah, I'll throw money on like the dumb stuff. There was one year where. Snoop Dogg did the halftime show, was in the halftime show, and there was literally a bet about if he would smoke on the stage at halftime. <laughs> and so we all we all put yes. And so we're sitting there watching the halftime show, like, come on, come on, Snoop, light one up. Light, light, light never, it up. And he never did. And then there was a picture that came out on Twitter of him before this before the thing started. Smoking. Like backstage. Yeah, backstage. And we're like, Are you kidding me? Like he was smoking beforehand, but he didn't smoke during. So we all lost. I feel like most people would have taken that bet, though, and be like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. You're not going to bet on him not to. Like, that's not fair. Yeah, like, of course. You're bet on him yeah. to, to do it. So, yeah. Do you think Usher is going to be good for the halftime show? Because my fiance is like, meh, and I am very much in on it because Usher has so many bangers. I think, yeah, I think it'll be good. I mean, he's like the, the things that are very popular right now are like things that older millennials like me liked when they were in their heyday. So they're like coming back. Pause, Monty. We are not (laughs) old. I, you and I are close in age. We are not older millennials. We are just millennials. Okay. (laughs) Let's just pump the brakes. We get it that Nathan is much younger than us. There's no need to put older in there. But yes, they're given. Yeah, they're they're like everything that's coming back now is like we're getting nostalgia, like rushes from it. So like I'm sure Usher is going to be good. It's going to be very popular. Everyone's going to love it. So yeah, I think it'll be good. He's a good fit for like a Vegas Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I like Usher, and I think it'll be popular. I want to see. I mean, she did it like 2015 or something. But Katy Perry is my my favorite. Yeah, that was, yeah. Katy yeah. Perry has so dude. She has so many bangers. It's not even close. It's like it's just one after another. So um, her or Rihanna would be my my picks. Um, did Rihanna do it last year? I don't even. Remember. I think she did. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, very I, good last year. Yeah, um, I love Rihanna. I love Katy Perry. Those are my my two favorites. Thank God it's not. No offense. And thank God it's not Taylor Swift because <laughs> I just I don't. She I don't said no. She yeah, was like, she said no. Too big for for that. I know. Bowl. Yeah, thank God. Like you're too cool for the Super Bowl. Congrats. But like I I just I'm I'm glad it's not her and it can be someone else. Someone else can get the spotlight and uh, go Ravens. So we don't have to see her at the Super Bowl. Um, yes, I also want the Ravens to stomp the shit out of the Chiefs because I am bitter. I'm very <laughs> now we're gonna talk about the Packers because I am very bitter that not one but two of my teams knocked out the same weekend. I wanted America Super Bowl. I wanted the Packers Bills. It would have been the drunkest, most fun Super Bowl of all freaking time. But no, we have the Chiefs possibly getting back in there, and I'm not happy about it. So who do you guys want to see in the Super Bowl besides the Ravens? Um, I truly don't care if the 49ers, the lions win. Um, like I, I, I don't tell anyone who to root for. Like, I feel weird rooting for a division rival, like not only their division rival, but like they're, they, they were seen going into this year as the best team in the division. So they won the division. Now they're a game away from the super bowl. 
And it's funny to me that they're still getting the, oh, what a good story. Like they're a plucky team narrative because they were picked to win the division this year. So like everything's the way that they've gotten there. It's not surprising. Right. So, and I don't feel great about wanting the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl. So I am, you know, like, as you guys know, or anyone that follows me, like I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan. So I'm really rooting for him no matter who they play. So I don't care who they face. Um, but I, I'm I'm rooting super hard for the Ravens because if Lamar wins the second MVP, which it sounds like everyone expects him to, if he wins two MVPs and wins a Super Bowl, that puts him in like super rare company. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Ravens all the way. Yeah, I want the Ravens for sure to win it all. Um, as far as the NFC, I'm 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 also with you where like I don't care that much. Um, I'm not going to be super upset if the Lions win, but I'm probably rooting against them because. I don't know. I just feel like if the Lions do become good consistently, we'll hate them. And I'm yeah, gonna it's going to be back, harder to get past them. And I'm going to look back and be like, "Why was I rooting for them in the NFC Championship?" Like, <laughs> yeah, right? You know, right now it seems normal, but I'm like, if they get to, if they ever get to a point where they're hateable, like I'm going to be like, I should have hated them the whole time. So I might as well just start hating them now. Um, so I'm, probably rooting for the, I'm probably rooting for the Niners. Uh, He's just, just got hate in his heart. Hate. Yeah, hate. You got you, you to get out you in front hate. of the hate. You have to hate your division rivals. Once yeah, they're good. Exactly. Like, again, the, the Lions are one of the ones that you, right now, I get it. You can kind of root for them. But it's like, at some point, we're going to hate the Lions. We are. Because yeah. if they become good, you're going to hate them consistently. So it's like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to, I don't want to start to cheer for them a little bit and then have to completely flip, turn course and go the other way. I'd rather just be like, no, screw them from the start. Um, but also, I don't, I mean, I don't love rooting for the Niners. Like, I do think they're, probably the best i don't know i mean the ravens are really good too i've kind of said for a long time i think the niners will win the super bowl i think they're the most balanced team and after like the ravens had some of those injuries i just i don't know i I still kind of believe in the niners but um i would probably be rooting for a niners ravens super bowl and then the ravens to win I, i i don't want to see the niners win it i just kind of have a feeling they will hey there I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I'm going Lions. I'm going Lions-Ravens. And I understand what you're saying, that you can't really cheer for a rival like that. But I said if the Bills were out and the Dolphins were still in, which, like, I understand someone's probably going to at Don't at me. Don't at me. <laughs> but I was like, the Dolphins are such a fun team to watch that I would cheer for them. And that's how I feel about the Lions. Like, I love a good underdog story, so I'm going Lions-Ravens. However, I don't think the Lions have a chance against the Ravens. I think Lamar is just going to do Lamar things and he's going to completely crush it. And I love that for him. I, I think he's good people. I'm all in. I'm like you, Monty. I'm all in on, on the Lamar hype. So like, let's, let's freaking go. And I don't want the chiefs. Like I do not. buy (laughs) Our chiefs, our chiefs Super Bowl win is like, that would just be a bad day for America. You know, you'd have, the, the Kelsey's win, which I, I just I'm sorry, I'm sick of the Kelsey's a little bit. Um, Taylor <laughs> Swift wins. Mahomes wins after he was crying to the uh, in that Bills game earlier in this season. And it's like they they've kind of, you know, made themselves the villains. So it's like, I don't 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 let the Chiefs I'm win. a I am. I am a fan of Mahomes. If they were playing, if it wasn't the Ravens, I would be rooting for the Chiefs only because like I I've liked like Mahomes from the beginning. But I, it's funny when he, everyone loved him and now everyone hates him just because they've been good for so long. And it's like, that's, that's what happens. Like, like, yeah, people turn on you real quick. It's like, this guy's been good for too long already. He's, he's like, he could be going to his fourth Super Bowl since 2018. Like I'm tired, like I'm tired of their team, but it's like, I feel like from Packers fans specifically that there are some that don't like him because they see him as like, that's what Aaron Rodgers should have been like after 2010. And it's a little of that, like that jealousy, right? Like how come they're getting what we should have had? And people say like, well, they keep getting lucky, which they kind of do, but it's, it's like, it's like the Patriots almost, you, you hate them, but you have to respect them just because they're, they've been that good. That's exactly what I feel like the Chiefs are turning into are the new Patriots because the Patriots stink now. I don't mind the Kelseys. I love the Kelseys. I'm all in on them. You know I love Taylor. My, and I don't mind Patrick Mahomes. He seems like a fine person. What I think is insufferable is his family, and I don't want to hear from <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. Like, all the t- yeah. Yeah. And as a Bills fan, I am very against the Chiefs now. I'm like, well, of course, yeah. keep beating us. Like, I'm over it. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, I think, is a decent human. He is so freaking good. So, like, yes. I would be happy for him, but his his wife is just the absolute worst. His brother, <laughs> the absolute worst, and a predator. I want nothing to do with them. I don't want to see them on TikTok. And and yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I agree. I I don't like his family. That's part of the reason I get you know annoyed with them and I root for them to lose. If the if the Lions and Chiefs face off in the Super Bowl, like would there could you draw up a 
a like a matchup where everyone would be on one side you know that if you're not a fan of either team or you're not a fan of the chiefs like everyone would be rooting for the the lions pretty much yeah i don't think I, that i don't think that you could draw up like a uh, a matchup where there'd be it'd be more lopsided in terms of like who people are rooting for because i think the chiefs are yeah, probably I don't think so. i don't think the chiefs so are probably one of the, the most hateable team besides yeah. maybe the cowboys but like yeah, just the so they've been good yeah, and the yeah. the Lions are obviously probably the most likable team from a, a general fan standpoint. Yeah. Um so that'd be nuts to see like the, the team that everyone's rooting for against the team that everyone hates. Um, you know, I don't know, it'd just be fun to see that, I guess. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, okay, so let's talk about the big news today. Joe Barry is out. Um, you know, we are recording this on Wednesday. They have not announced who is taking over his position, I believe, last I checked. Yeah, um, they haven't they haven't filled it yet. I didn't think so. Um, who would you guys like to see scoot on in there? There's like, I mean, there's plenty of people that have put out articles today, like, you know, 15 names to watch, 12, 20 names to watch. Like, I don't, I, I wouldn't necessarily say I have a favorite. Like, I'm more so because it's just so fresh and we'll see like what other hires get made. Like Vic Fangio got let go by the Dolphins. He's pretty much going to go right to the Eagles which is that's the scheme that Joe Barry was running. So if you had that as a pipe dream, like that's not happening. Um, I just more feel like to, to put this in the, in the context of the, of the 49ers game, right. Um, the defense was not great all game, but good enough. Right. Um, but when the pack, first of all, it's a, is it a bad omen if Aaron Jones has a really long play in a playoff game? <laughs> Like when he had that really long he, run. Yeah. yeah. yeah he, and then it, it was that same type of thing where like, I guess he, he cut in and he didn't he necessarily have to, but like it, the first one was way more egregious against the Niners, but yeah. um, it was still the same type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if he has a long run in a playoff game against the Niners, like they're not going to win. Cause the, that was the moment where I stopped. I mean, I was still nervous, but I started to be like, okay, I think they're going to win the game. Right. And obviously yeah. that led that led to the missed field goal, unfortunately. But what I, my the point I was making was, so when you when they missed that field goal, right? Did you guys have like that was obviously a a nervous point in the game. But when the Niners had the ball, and that was the drive where the Packers absolutely had to make a stop. Like, did you guys think they were going to get one? No, absolutely not. Yeah, neither did I. Like, I, I, was, I, I and that's. I knew they were going to go down and score. And like, so I was just going to say, I want someone that's going to run the defense where in those kind of situations at worst, I'm like, I think we're going to get off the field, but at best be like, we're going to go end the game. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And that's what, that was something that I was saying too, where people right away were kind of like on Twitter. I right away was like, this is kind of what happens when you put the game into the hands of, you know, Joe Barry and, um, uh, Anders Carlson, where I was like, that's how you, you know, you lose games. And right away, people were coming to Barry's defense saying he wasn't the, the reason they lost this game and they didn't play that bad on defense. I'm like, no, they didn't. But it's still, you get to the end of the game and you're like, I have no faith in this guy to come through at the end of the game. Like, right. I just, I, on what you give me one drive and I am not believing in Joe Barry. Like, that's not someone I believe. If you're, if you're handpicking guys to, to be the defensive coordinator for one drive, I'm, Joe Barry's on one of the last on my list. So it's like, you just, when you put the game into the hands of that guy, I'm not confident in it. I don't want that as my defensive coordinator. As you said, you want someone that you believe can, you know, get a stop. You believe can get off the field. You believe can go win the game. 
and he was never that guy. Um, you know, it was nobody ever said he could never have a good stretch or some good defensive games. You know, or he could never put together a single good defensive game plan for a game. But when when push came to shove, he just was not the guy to to get this team over the hump and and to really be a Super Bowl winning, um, Super Bowl contending defensive coordinator. And so that's why I mean I I completely think it was the right thing. I'm glad that um, uh, Lafleur. I keep wanting to say John Horace because I'm so used to talking about the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, I'm glad that Lafleur was um, able to finally kind of uh, pull the plug on that and make that change and, and uh, move on from him. Because yeah, I mean we talked about it. It was it was more egregious early on, earlier on in the season. Again, he had some some games down the stretch, which made me start to wonder like, is he going to save his job here? But we kind of all just agreed like this, this is not the guy that you want to be sticking with. Well, you have a young team and well, you're trying to get Jordan love to really, you know, get to that next level and this team to get to that next level. Like this isn't the the defensive coordinator to take this team to the next level. You want to have someone that you think can really have a, a good consistent defense. And that would really help Jordan love and this young offense um, potentially contend or like sooner rather than later by getting them a much better defense. And again, we know they have like some talent on defense. We know that they have drafted defense quite a bit in recent years and, and there's a lot of talent on that and it just has never come to fruition. And it's like, no, you know, let, let's get someone new in here that we think can hopefully, um, you know, help this defense quickly and um, help them take that next step as a consistent top half, top 10 type of defense that you can all of a sudden win a title with as long as the offense is good. So, yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree that it was the right move. It had to be done. And um, even though he wasn't the biggest issue in that Niners game, like it still was something that needed to be done. Yeah, and you make you make a good point about when you said when you have a young contending team, like clearly both – clearly Matt LaFleur is – you know, because again, that wasn't the only change today, right? They fired Joe Barry, which again, that is significant because it was reported earlier this week that his contract wasn't expired, which means yeah. he, which means he got extended at some point. Because I really doubt they gave him a four-year contract, so that means he got extended at some point. But Malafleur saw it as an egregious enough weakness where they immediately nullified that extension, right? They're, they 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 literally fired him instead of just parting ways, right? So, but then they also fired the strength and conditioning coach that had been there for like four years. So Chris Gizzy's out because we know the Packers have had a ton of soft tissue injuries like over the last couple of years. And today they signed, a, uh, you know, a kicker like for the Andres for some competition. So they clearly are, I know that like, this is the beginning of a window to compete now and like where they're going to contend. So they are getting all their T's crossed and their I's dotted and saying like anything we perceive as a weakness right now, or as a deficiency, like we are going to immediately try to change it. Like they know that like they are at the very beginning of what could be a long window of contention and they're not wasting any time, which we've all complained. Like Matt LaFleur seems slow to act sometimes he really just went all for it right away and just said, we're going to attack all this stuff from the jump. So is there anyone that you guys want to see take over that position? I mean, I've got a couple, like, dream world, like Jesse Minter, right? Like the current defensive coordinator at Michigan, like really good staff, but like Jim Harbaugh's coming to the NFL. 
would he take over as the Michigan coach or is he going to follow Jim Harbaugh to the NFL and be the DC? But I mean, there's guys out there like Wink Martindale who just got let go from the giants. He's very aggressive blitz heavy. And like I, I said earlier today, I don't necessarily need someone like a Todd Bowles or like a Brian Flores that just like blitz at a ridiculous rate, like 80% of the time or something, but you definitely do want someone that is aggressive and I do wonder what direction Matt will go, right? Because we talked about he doesn't want to be involved in the defense. So when he said he was going to start to do that, it kind of was eye-opening for us. So like, does he hire a guy that's already established where he can now literally say, I don't want to touch any of this stuff. Like, you know what you're doing, you handle it. Or, I mean, does he go with the more like younger coach now that he's now that Matt LaFleur is the established guy, right? Like he's not dealing with an old veteran quarterback. Like he, now this is really his team. He's completely taking it over. So does he want maybe a little bit younger of a coach that he's going to have more input with? So like, I think it's going to be very telling what his strategy is going to be based on what you see coming, like what the interview process is like when you, when it's announced, like who they're starting to interview. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know, like I'm not the most knowledgeable on defensive coordinators and, and all their styles and stuff like that. But um, so I, I don't, I, none of this stuff I'm saying, like, I, I don't think I'm the most qualified to talk about this stuff, but I don't know is I, always an answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I That's mean, there, nice. there are guys like there are names that I like there that I'm like intrigued by at least. And I'm like, okay, like I know that name, that guys, I, I you mentioned Wink, Wink Martindale. Like that's someone that intrigues me a little bit. Um, I know, they had offered the job to Jim Leonard when, yeah. uh, when Petten got fired. And so that would be something that would just be interesting where I'm like, okay, like, you know, I know he has a pretty good history of having good defenses and being a good defensive coach. Um, and, you know, so to, to have him as, as someone that was literally offered the job, like that's to me a sign that he showed he was good enough to, to, to be in that position. Yeah, so he, was for, that, he was first choice. Yeah. So um, that's something that would give me some confidence. So, you know, those, those guys come to mind again. I, I, I wouldn't, for me, I'm more of, okay. Um, I trust that they'll kind of make the right decision with that. I don't know enough about this stuff to, to have a super strong opinion, but um, I'll kind of, I'll kind of trust that they're going to do the right thing. They're like when, when Barry was hired, it was kind of like, you took one look at his Wikipedia page and it was like, <laughs> wait, okay. Wait, why I, did they I don't know if I agree script? with this one, yeah. but, but with Wikipedia. anyone that I'm like, as long as someone's coming from a position where like, okay, they were successful there that they had good, you know, a pretty strong defense or whatever. Um, then I'm fine with it. Like I'll believe that it's an upgrade. I'll believe, and, and that's the thing too, is we're coming from a, a very, in my opinion, very bad defensive coordinator. So to me, anything that's, uh, you know, pretty good is, is a big upgrade to me. So I'd be much more confident with someone, even if they're not perfect, even if there are some, um, you know, some weaknesses to them. I'm fine with it as long as they're a, a big upgrade. Anything that's breathing is better than. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it is interesting though, that they're, that they're attacking all this stuff so aggressively right away. Like again, they signed a kicker. Uh, I think I just pulled up Jack Podlesny, which he's from Georgia, which we know like the Packers, like they're bulldogs. Right. But he wasn't very good. Like Zach Cruz tweeted, that that kid that kick that Anders missed in the game was forty one, right? Forty one yards. So uh Jack Podlesny was thirteen for twenty four on field goals forty yards or over in three years. So like not great like for the kick that we just missed. But again, like 
I don't think anyone thinks they're going to cut Anders right away, but like just that competition maybe helps. Right. And, and this is, this is two, like this is two, three days after the game or whatever. So it's not like this is, Oh, they just signed this guy like right before training camp. Like Anders saw right away, like, okay, now there's another kicker like on my ass right now. Like yeah. the game just ended. Right. So like, I think that's maybe like that kind of motivation. Um, but yeah, it, it's the, I think the the sentiment coming off of the 49ers game was we talked about like not supposed to be here house money. We've used all of those phrases a million times this year. Like it was easier to get over it because we went into the game with that attitude, but they looked like the better team in that game for 56 minutes or whatever it was. And that's the number one seed, like the consensus second best team in the league. Like you're, in their house like this that was that was huge and the, every little bit of optimism i think that we and like every other packers fan feels i think it's completely warranted because like we said like windows completely wide open with how young the team is 100 yeah i think they, they looked great the packers lost the niners didn't win in my opinion yeah. um two things number one can we pour one out for the bulldog that just died yo i saw that oh that broke my heart because yeah. every time we trot him out I'd be like, oh, I just love that bulldog. And he's fine. <laughs> Great. Um, number two, do you guys want Sean McDermott for your defensive coordinator? Because you can have him. I'll give I him. would I would like that, right? Because he seems he seems like one of those, he's a better coordinator than coach, right? I mean, yeah. uh, there was the report that like Rob Domofsky said, like everyone was afraid it was gonna be Brandon Staley, but it's he's not expected to be the guy. By the way, they're gonna breaking pick. breaking news, Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers. Okay. All right. So that's oh, official now. Yeah. Okay. That that's a that's a really that's a really exciting like situation, right? Because is he going to be the guy that gets Justin Herbert over the hump? Yeah. Right. Like that's that's a like, super attractive job. I would argue the Packers' defensive coordinator job is just as attractive now mm-hmm. because before it was kind of eh, this team doesn't really like. Do we know they have a QB? What's the future of like the coach? Now it's like Jordan loves the guy. He's going to be locked in for a long time. Matt LaFleur, clearly the guy. And if again, if you can come in here and even be like top 12, 15, but like you have the talent that you could be top 10, like you're going to be treated like a king because you're oh, yeah. the one that, yeah, you're the one that finally fixed it, right? Like I was going to say, you're, you're coming into a situation that has been really bad for a long, long time. Yeah. And it's like, if you can just be okay, like we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll be so happy with that. Like you don't have to be great. <laughs> just, be, just be good. Just be pretty good, you know. But I, I do wonder, like, like, Shannon, you talk about McDermott, like, Take him. yeah, is he, would, is, is he one of those guys that, would he be willing to go back down to be a coordinator? I think is like the, cause people are like, Oh, Mike Vrabel would be great. Like Mike Vrabel's not going to take a coordinator job. Like he yeah. is one. I don't of the, think McDermott would, unless like he was absolutely like he was completely nothing like, else. shut him off and he was, you know, desperate. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's either this or you're not working for next season or something. His little trick play pissed me off. Like that put me over the yeah. edge. I, was, like, I have no idea why that, that was ridiculous. I was so hot i'm like (laughs) it was like mean girls like stop trying to make fetch happen listen amazing story but stop trying to make damar hamlin hot happen i saw the the meme where it was like the like what 
what Sean McDermott thought the, the kids Chiefs, thought the Chiefs were going to do with Mar Hamlin, and it's the kids where like there's one kid that has like cancer or something, and they're like handing him the ball and hiding him down the field, and it's like oh my god, I. I, yeah, the, the tweets the tweets are hilarious they were like they tried to they tried to create a disney movie during a playoff game yeah <laughs> like, yeah they're like, they, they, i rate i rate it wasn't even it wasn't even close to working like no, it, was, it, it was and terrible. they had 10 guys on the, the the chiefs only had 10 guys on the field apparently <laughs> and yeah, it still so, wasn't close to working i'm like oh uh, uh, yeah, that game is nuts it was, I was so mad at McDermott. I was screaming at the TV. I was like, fire him, get rid of him. I'm <laughs> done with him. Like, because my fiance was like, they got to get rid of McDermott. And I'm like, no, 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 he's great. He's great. He's great. And then that happened. I was like, get him out. I don't want it's him. crazy. It's crazy though. The football gods forgave them because it ended up not mattering because that's when they had the, the Chiefs fumbled into the end zone. How did yeah. you guys feel about that call? Like, what, what I like the rule. I, I like agree. And I, I mean, granted, it worked out for my team, but people were like, I think it's too harsh of a rule. I'm like, hold on to the ball. I don't know. See, I, I have mixed feelings because I've I've typically been against the rule, but in a situation like that, it's awesome because you're like it totally flips the game. <laughs> well, and, and but I that's know. one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons I like it is because it doesn't happen all that often, but it always happens in like high leverage yeah. situations, right? Like it almost always really matters in the game. And it is it, it is so rare that like okay, I guess you might as well just make it some crazy rule and like whatever it doesn't it. It's not like it comes up three times a game. Um, and I guess I, I probably am more pro the rule. I, I probably was more pro the rule that day because I was rooting for the, for the, Bills. <laughs> so I was like, Oh yeah, I love this rule. Um, but I guess, I don't know. In general, I've usually said it like there should be a punishment, but I feel like it shouldn't be that harsh. Like, I feel like it should be okay. You get moved back to the 10 or something like that. I don't know. Um, like, I think you should still keep the ball. Yeah. Um, I, it just seems crazy to me that I'm like, you can fumble anywhere else on the field and it goes out of bounds and it's just your ball, nothing happens, but you fumble at the one and it goes out of bounds. A, a place where you're diving for the end zone a lot, so it's more likely you're going to fumble out of bounds or something, and you lose the ball completely, and it goes to their team like that. It just is a little bit like out of whack to me, but I guess it – I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say – I'm not going to be against chaos because chaos is fun, so – I, yeah, I, I, I love the pure chaos that happened because everyone was like, what's happening? What's happening? Are the Bills getting the ball? Are the Chiefs yeah, when, getting the ball? What's when happening? it happened, I right away was like, I jumped up. I was like, whoa, like, I think he just fumbled out of the yep. end zone. Like, I noticed it immediately. Um, and all of a sudden, they were kind of talking about it. And they're like, wait, I, like this might be a fumble out of the end zone. And then sure enough, the replay was just barely, you know, still Cause, up. Because um, the thing for me is like, okay, so the end zone is like, that's holy sacred ground, right? Like. You at like everything you do on that field is to get yourself into that end zone. So it's like you should hold on to the ball. The the only argument I could see, I, I will agree, if you don't give the ball back to the other team, I think it should be like first and goal from your from the 40. Like okay. Yeah, like you, you should you can you, stay near field goal range, but you're not you're not getting yeah, the touchdown basically. Yeah, you you can keep the ball, but you go back to the 40 yard line and now you got you got four plays to get it into the end zone because you again you should be punished for not holding onto the ball in the most sacred part of the field. Yeah. But but um, again, one of the other gripes I have with it is if you fumble the ball right at the one inch yard line in the middle of the field, which to me isn't any different than doing it at the at the edge of the field and the ball just rolls two feet into the end zone and you fall on it. 
it's a, a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. And if the other team falls on it, like, yeah, then they get the touchback. But it's like, at least that, at least there, the other team has to recover. They're it. recovering it. Yeah. Whereas if it's like, if you fumble, you don't even give yourself a chance to recover. You don't give the other team a chance to recover. It, it just goes to the other team. Like, again, there's parts of it that I'm like, I don't know. Like it, it it's confusing to me, but again, I, I it's chaos. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that's the thing, right? Is like, I'm sure it happens in blowouts, but you don't really care or remember them because when it's in a high leverage game, it's yeah, it's a turnover. It's a change of possession. So it's like, if that happened, if the, if the chiefs were up by three touchdowns, right. It's like, okay, whatever. Big deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah. And it, it almost always seems to matter when it's in like a, a tight game like that. Do we want to give out a, an award to our top pick for the Packers season? Our, our own MVP. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, if, if it's not going to be the obvious, which is, I mean, obviously it's the whole season was Jordan Love, right? Like that was, that's who the season was about. So if we're not going to take the obvious. Not even, I'll, I guess not even MVP, maybe like most improved or like most surprised by, yeah. like, because I have two for that, but you guys. So for me, I'm going Tucker Craft for that. Because, like, early in the year, they couldn't even play him. Like, he was lost, it seemed like. Like, it was almost like no one was worried that he was another, like, third-round curse guy. It was more just, okay, he's clearly going to take, like, a year to get his legs underneath him. And as soon as Musgrave got hurt, he just stepped in and took his game up, like, 50 levels. So he ended up being one of their best players by the time they – kicked off in San Francisco. So for me, he was easily the most improved player this year. For me, I'll say Jaden Reed. Um, I know he didn't have a great playoffs, but just as far as the whole season goes, like I coming into the year, I mean, I had um, hopes for him. Like I had excitement about him, but I just did not see him, you know, being basically their best receiver on the season and being their number one really. And, you know, I don't think he's an ideal number one. Like I don't think he's someone you want as your number one going forward or anything, but for him to be even in that conversation and be someone that was that good um, and, and really stepped up to, to help Jordan love out in a season where, um, you know, he's had, he had injuries for Aaron Jones, he had injuries to Christian Watson. He needed someone to kind of step up to, to carry the load a little bit. And Jaden Reed was able to do that. Jaden Reed was, you know, his favorite target for a while this season. And um, I think someone that, you know, really helped love be look as good as he did in the back half of the season. And, um, and stay as good as he was consistently throughout that back half. So I would, I would pick Jaden Reed as my guy. Yeah. If you, if, if Puka Nakua wasn't a thing, you could argue that Jaden Reed would have been in that conversation for like best rookie 
receiver. Like yeah. Jay Flowers is up there. Like Jordan Addison is up there, but it's, it's like those two. And then Jaden Reed, I mean, Nakua yeah. was just so much better than everyone, but yeah, he was, I mean, he, he had a great year. I mean, that's, he's one of those guys where you're like super excited because this is, it should be the worst year he ever has with Jordan love, right? Like they're, it's their first year together. They, they haven't established all that much chemistry. It should only get better from here. See, I was going to say Tucker Craft as well, um, but I got to go. Like, he's my, like, 1B, my 1A. You know who it's got to be, Bo Melton. <laughs> I love me some Bo Melton. During that game against the Niners, I was at – Long story short, I had to work that night, um, one of my country concerts, and one of my record reps is like, oh, let's go out to a, a bar and go watch the game. I'm like, cool, perfect. I walk into this place. It is a supper club with like dark lights and like a jazz band playing yeah. one TV in the entire place that I like was craning my neck to watch. <laughs> but, you know, when Bo Melton scored, I was yelling in that place. I was like, let's go, Edie. Like, that was it. That was a really good touchdown too. Like yes. got his toe tapped, got his feet down. Like I will say it's going to be very interesting that for how long have we like, you know, collectively as a fan base been like begging them to draft a first round wide receiver, right? Like they've, it's been everyone's wish list for like five years almost. Um, I mean, I don't really, I don't know if I want them to even take one. Right. Cause like, who don't you want to get on the field? That's like in this group. Like, I mean, it feels like you have four guys that are absolute locks, right? Like your Watson, your Dobbs, your Reed, your Wicks. And then I think Melton's probably a lock. So you've got five guys that are absolute locks to be on this, like to be on the field. And I think that's my one complaint about the kind of game that Matt LaFleur called against the 49ers is they had been so good for so many weeks about like using everyone and it didn't, they didn't really use everyone in that game. Yeah. It was, a, it was just a lot of Aaron Jones, a lot of Romeo Dobbs, and then Musgrave got a lot of targets, but like Wicks didn't really get thrown at. I don't think Reed did. Melton had the touchdown, but like he didn't play all that many snaps. Like it almost felt like obviously completely different scenario and for completely different reasons, but almost like in the last game against the Niners where it was basically like Adams and Aaron Jones got every target. Yeah. And like they had been so good at being so unpredictable because you didn't know where the ball was going. It just felt like they were getting away from that a little bit. And maybe that was right. I mean, maybe that's finally the game where all these young guys like felt a little bit of the pressure. Right. And realized, holy shit, we're like a minute away from going to the NFC championship game. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you guys got anything else to touch on? This is sad. This is sad. Um, I think that was it. I mean, we could do a way too early prediction, right? Like, do the pet? Do you like? You don't know anything else about next season yet. Assuming health, you guys think the Packers make it back to this round next year? I mean, they looked pretty dang good this year. And again, I don't think that the Niners won. I think the Packers lost on Saturday night. I mean, I think that they'll make the playoffs again next year. And I mean, the NFC, it's still like there's not a lot of great teams still. So, yeah, like, again, this is way too early. We don't know who's losing who and all that stuff. Yeah, it's for just, sure. Like, but like, it's just overall, like right now, looking at looking at the picture, you know, NFC isn't great. And you have this team that's young, that is getting so much better. You got Monty's boy, MVP, Jordan Love. <laughs> 
day one. Uh, I, I yeah, I think that they'll make the playoffs next year for sure. Yeah, I mean it's hard it's hard to predict them to get any worse because it's like I just I don't really see how they're going to get much worse. Um, there's just not really, doesn't seem like there's an avenue for that. Now it obviously could happen. Like maybe Love doesn't have as good of a year or whatever, but um, it, it just seems like the arrow is pointing up. So I'd have to I'd have to imagine they you know again get to the playoffs now playoffs are a little bit of a, a crapshoot where it's like you could have just one bad game and your season's over. It doesn't necessarily mean you had a bad season, but um, I would have to assume they get back to the playoffs. As you said, the NFC is pretty wide open at the moment, you know, and then just with the Yeah, they could still be playing this weekend. That shows you how open yeah. it is. <laughs> just with, the, with the quarterback situation, it's like if they were if they were in the AFC where you've got Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, like you'd be looking at that like, man, you know, I – it. I feel like we'd almost have a different conversation about love where we'd be like, is he on the level to be able to beat those guys? And instead we're kind of like, he's arguably the best quarterback in the NFC or one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC. Like there's just not that many guys. And you just feel like he's got a, as good a chance against anyone, um, you know, before the Super Bowl. So it's like, um, it's just a, a very different um, situation than, than in the AFC and one where you're pretty confident, like as long as the defense gets, you know, um, touched up a little bit and the defensive coordinator is better you'd have to imagine they're going to be right around here again. Um, assuming love is, is anywhere close to where he was at the back half of this season. Like they, they should be very close to getting to the Super Bowl again. That's the, that, that's the thing. Like to, I'm going to like expound on what you just said. There is no like boogeyman in the NFC at quarterback. Like there's a team, right? Like the Niners, not only just for the Packers, like the Niners are also like the boogeyman for the Eagles. Like they just can't beat the uh, San Francisco but when you're talking about quarterback specifically, there is no Mahomes. There is no Josh Allen. There is no Lamar Jackson. Like you're not afraid to go and play against Dak Prescott or what Kirk cousins next year or Jalen hurts. Like love could easily become that guy in the conference. If he plays like he did this year or improves like, and I think, I mean, I'm definitely going to say they make the playoffs. I think they're going to whatever round it is in, I think they're going to play a playoff game at Lambeau again next year. Um, like you talk about arrow pointing up out of the 14 teams that made the playoffs, the Packers have the most draft capital and the least number of free agents. Like that's yeah. like, they're, they're built to stay for a while. So I definitely expect that they make the playoffs next year. And I'm going to say they host at least one playoff game. To me, to me, the only, the only way that they, aren't as good next year or like miss the playoffs or something would be if love really takes a step back. Like, and yeah. again, I don't think there's any reason to believe that right now. So it's like, as long as he's close to what he was, you know, and I, I mean, he'd have to take a pretty big step back. Cause it's like, if he was close to what he was in the back half of this season, they're going to make the playoffs. Like even yeah, if he takes this- a small step back, he can take a tiny step back and he'll, we're still, still be very good. But it, the only way they wouldn't is if it's like, Oh, Whoa, like he, really, really came back down to earth, really looked like a young quarterback, really made a bunch of mistakes that he wasn't making his first year. Again, no reason to really believe that, but that would be the only thing because I just, I don't see how the defense gets worse. I don't see how, um, you know, the, the receivers get worse. I don't think they're going to draft guys. It's like, I mean, if and we don't, I don't think any of us believe this to be the case, but if this season was his ceiling, right. And this is his first year starting. So there's no reason to believe that would be his ceiling. I, that is, that's, best quarterback in the NFC type of type of play. Like, yeah, like 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, barely double digit interceptions. Like you can absolutely win with that. 
if you build up the defense and that and that other type of stuff. But we only expect him to get better. So yeah, I think it's barring a very weird regression that would make no sense or injuries. Yeah, they there's there's nowhere to go but up for them. Um, Nathan, before we go, I know you are itching to talk about the Bucks. So how are you feeling about the coach situation right now? It's it's mixed feelings because it's like okay, obviously if things were going that bad and I know they weren't impressive, but I thought they were going to stick it out the rest of the season. But once you realize that like Giannis and, and Dame and those guys weren't happy with him, okay, it's best to get rid of him now than later. It's best to do it right away. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm happy they moved on from him right away if it was going so bad. I don't love Doc Rivers. Um, <laughs> I, could he be? Could he win a title with us? I do think so. But I, to me, I'm like, you got rid of Mike Budenholzer in you know April of last year, May of last year, for the sole purpose of he's not a good playoff coach. And then you go and hire the guy that's been the biggest playoff Worse. coach. Like if this hire had happened, this is why I can't get too excited about it. Cause I'm like, if this hire had happened in the off season, people would have been irate. People would be freaking oh, yeah. out yep. because they'd be like, you went from Mike Boonholzer and you just went and hired the next worst, you know, playoff coach. But the fact that they hired a new guy, he sucked. And then you hire doc rivers makes it seem a little bit better. Like, okay, we upgraded to doc river. And it's like, well, that. It's not really saying much. Like I'm still not much more confident come playoff time, but I think that it definitely gives them a little bit of stability experience. And I think that they'll look a little bit smoother and better um, going forward. I just come playoff time. It's going to be very nerve wracking because he's just known for blowing leads and, and not having it come playoff time. Now at the same time, he has had a lot of playoff chokers on his team, Chris Paul and James Harden and Joel Embiid. Giannis is not that guy. So we'll, We'll see what happens when he has a, a, a true champion on his roster and uh, what he can do then. No, that's a good call. And uh, do you do a Bucks podcast as well? Yes, I do a Bucks podcast with um, my guy Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. He, we do it on um, it's on Odyssey. It's on all these uh, podcast platforms, and it's called Green and Growing. So check it out. Um, we do two of them a week throughout the year. So we're always talking Bucks in the off season too. Like we do it, it's year round um, Bucks stuff. Very cool. Um, okay, well, this is our last one of the season. It's been great hanging out with you guys. It's been a ton of fun. Um, I feel like I've learned so much about you. Nathan is obsessed with Katy Perry. Um, <laughs> Monty likes to fire off on Twitter about Jordan Love every single day. Um, so if you're a Jordan Love day one, you and Monty will be best friends. Um, so, you know, appreciate you guys listening all season long. Monty is going to stick around with Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm going to find him a fun new partner who obviously will not hold a candle to Nathan and I. Um, yeah, it's, it, well, you can't, yeah, it's going to be hard to live up to greatness, but <laughs> I'll give him my best shot. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Nathan and I, I know we've said that we would fill in as well in the off season. And then hopefully we can all be together next season and ride the Packers going to the playoffs again. Super Bowl or bus next year. Packers, Packers, Bills, Super Bowl. Let's 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 get it next year. This will be the year. Yeah, <laughs> the two fan bases that I feel like every year, are like this is the year, and it never yeah. is. This is the year. This is uh, it. This is it. The blue collar Super Bowl. But um, yeah, it's been great with you guys. So thank you so much for such a fun season. It's been awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next year already. I'm I'm just again the excitement around this team now is so much different than it was in in you know the middle of November or whatever it was when they were struggling. It's like complete turnaround, and now. Again, the arrow's pointing up, and it just—I'm—I'm I'm hyped for next next year. 
Yeah, great point. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Um, I am oh hey it's Shanna. And by the way, if you're looking for your Packers coverage throughout the year, plug plug plug. You can check out 97.3 The Game, Green Bay Packers Radio Network on the free iHeartRadio app. And you can find me on Twitter. Also, I am at Ferd Turgeson, F-B-R-D underscore T-U-R-G-E-S-O-N. And yeah, I'll be doing stuff with Packaday through the offseason. Not sure what it is yet, but that'll happen. And then I, you can still find me on Game on Wisconsin on Fridays for Last Call Lambo. And then I'm just at my name, Nathan Marzian, all one word. And, you know, this time of year, I definitely shift my focus towards basketball, NBA, Bucks, um, even college basketball. So, um, I'm m- mainly tweeting about the Bucks at this time of year and as they kind of embark on their championship run. So I figured it's probably best to give someone else the the offseason um, platform here. You know, I, I just I would be more focused on basketball at that time. So, um, yeah, that's what I'll be doing basically from now until the end of the NBA season and then kind of get back into summer hits. You kind of have nothing in the summer and then you get back into the football stuff, back into everything. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the the worst part about the season ending is we don't get the we don't get the Nathan highlight video. Right? Yeah, man. We have to wait till next year for the next one. <laughs> Sucks, but hey, it the fact that you didn't get one in the NFC in this last game makes it even better when they do it next season. There you go. It'll be sweeter. Yes. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And as always, go pack go. Go pack go. Go pack.